0: this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Jay Harvey. Merry Christmas, Jay.
1: Well, Merry Christmas, Jim. It's always good to be with you.
0: It's always good to be with you, and no better time than to be at Christmas in the long season of the year. Come on, everybody knows there's something just a bit different. There's a bit more hope, more light, more just loving kindness. Yes. It seems in the world at Christmas time than at any other time. It's a, a magic about it really, and I'm so all in. I'm ready for it, how about you? I'm,
1: I'm all in too. I, there's something you can't put your finger on. I don't know if it's just everybody's nicer around Christmas or everybody's just, you know, kind of comes together and realizes this is the time to be nice. I don't know, but I don't care. I'm all in too. <laughs>
0: Christmas can bring its pressures. You and I both know that. Sure. We've both had a brood of kids in our houses Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we've raised up. Got to get gifts for everybody. How do we line it all up? There's a certain joy to it, but some pressure too. (laughs) That's right. And one of the sweet things about Christmas for me is just at the end of the day or when everything settles down and it's nighttime, turn the lights down way low, Mm -hmm. get that Ah. fire going, and just listen to something that is music of Christmas. Yes. And even a simple song like Away in a Manger. Right. Can just soothe the soul and make me know tomorrow is going to be good. Mm-hmm.
2: Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down.
0: in a major. Did you ever sing that when you were a kid? Oh, all the time. Still brings back great memories. There's something sweet about the tune Mm -hmm. and, and just simple and direct about the lyric talking about the birth of Jesus. Christmas, of course, is an historic celebration of the birth of Jesus. Nobody knows when he was actually born, what time of the year, but for many, many years, like 16 centuries. <laughs> right. We've been celebrating the birth of Christ uh, at the end of the year in December, and uh, that's the first of the year in some of the Eastern calendars. But right. at this dark season of winter in the Northern Hemisphere, Christmas has been a thing for a right. long, long time. And as we think about the birth of Christ, we think about the celebration of Christmas, uh, just think about the ways in which we celebrate. We buy gifts, mm-hmm. we have traditions, we have dinners decorate trees. But come on,
1: music, mm. music is a big part of it, isn't it? Absolutely. It's it's when you get in the car and you hear that first Christmas song on the radio, or you uh, go home and you just realize, oh my gosh, it's it's the holidays. Where's my Where's my player at? And, and you right. pull up the, the Christmas music again. And from that first note, it just puts you in a different place. And um, I, I think those who complain too much about, oh, it's not time for it yet, I think secretly they really like it. Oh, you know, when you say, from the time I first heard that
0: Christmas tune on the radio, you mean like at the yeah, end of October. Exactly. But I'm, I'm still good for it because the music yes. is so powerful. Right. The measuring of the song together with just the mood and the spirit The history and the hope that Christmas brings, it's so
1: powerful. Nothing better.
0: Away in a Manger has a story. We won't tell it here right now, but there's a story behind that song that is spoken across the centuries. But when it comes to music and celebrating Christmas, have you ever heard of this family? The Burt family. The Bates Burt was an Anglican clergyman in Michigan. And uh, he lived in the early part of the 20th century. And he developed a custom. And I think this is so amazing where he would actually write a Christmas carol and design a custom Christmas card every year as a gift for those who are in his parish and for his friends. And that was just as
1: part of his custom. So what you're saying, Jim, is that he probably wouldn't have enjoyed the custom of giving gift cards back and forth today (laughs) quite as much as we do. That, he, he seems to have a little more ashamed. personal touch when I first read about this and 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 you um, were, were telling me the story of this family I was just blown away at what they had accomplished and so I'm so excited for the program today He started writing a Christmas
0: carol packaged with a custom card every Christmas in 1922 from 1922 until he passed away in 1948 he was all in on that he had a son who became a co Uh, conspirator, you might say, this Christmas (laughs) celebration with him, who was a gifted musician in his own right. And when the son, whose name was Alfred, uh, turned 21, he got involved in writing the music for the lyrics his dad would write. When his dad died in 1948, he continued the custom and did so until he passed away at a very, sadly, young age at 33. That was in 1954. Hmm. But from 1922 to 1954 then, this family produced a custom Christmas song and carol every year. They didn't do it to sell to other people. They did it to share as a gift. Wow. And it was a gift of the truths and the beauty and the wonder of Christmas that they knew as, as a family individually. Bates Burt would pastor over a quarter century at an Episcopal church in Pontiac, Michigan. His children would grow up there, including the young Alfred, who ultimately would move to Southern California and get involved in music for television and radio. But together, this custom of writing a Christmas carol every year was unbroken from 1922 to 1954. And today, Jay, some of those songs are Christmas standards. And this one, I mean, just hear this one with me. This is one of the most compelling lyrics of any Christmas carol I've ever heard, especially in modern time. And hear this as James Taylor, one of our favorite artists, hear his interpretation musically of this song, which actually was a gift from the young Alfred Burt. And the church organist, her name was Wyla Houston, they collaborated and wrote this song, and they did it as a gift for their friends and church family. Some children see him. Some
3: children see him lily white, the baby Jesus born this night. Some children see him lily white, with the tresses soft and fair. Some children see him bronzed and brown, the Lord of heaven to earth come down. Some children see him bronzed and brown, with dark and hair. Mom and I the Savior whom we kneel beside, some children see him on the night with skin of golden hue. Some children see him dark as children see him dark as they are. and oh they love him too the children in earthly thing and with thy heart as offering come worship now the infant king tis love that's born
0: I mean, that arrangement, the elegance of the lyrics, just the voice. Yes. I, I, some, honestly, I get all emotional yes. every time I hear it because the power of these words, some children see him, and how people can see Jesus through the lens of their own self mm. is so true. Right. And it speaks about the universality of Jesus. He's not the province of just one culture or one civilization or one race or ethnicity. He is, he is God in human form. He is the exact representation of God in human form. That's what the Scripture tells us. He is the Word of God become flesh. How do we see Him? How do we find Him in all of the Christmas uh, hubbub that's all around us? And the song kind of gives us some clues. And so does the Scripture. So one Scripture comes to my mind, Jay, as we uh, hear that music. Mm-hmm. And that's from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus famously said... Blessed are they who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. (laughs) Whoa, (laughs) Right, right. that's pretty, there's a straight line. How do I see him? Well, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, the story of Jesus' birth is told in the New Testament in two books, Matthew and Luke. Luke's narrative of the birth of Jesus famously captures the story of the shepherds. The angels come and sing and declare that the... The promised Messiah has been born in the city of David in Bethlehem. And what does Luke say in Luke chapter 2, describing the shepherds' response, what did they do?
1: Yeah, starting in verse 15, Jim, uh, the Scripture reads, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The shepherds, hearing the angels' song, decided that they
0: would go see Jesus. Mm, Right. When we come back, let's unpack those verses, the song, and what we can do this Christmas in reply. As you're listening to Viewpoint today, we want you to know that we're always glad to hear from you. And dial this toll-free number 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and give us a call. 1-800-757-VIEW. That's one eight hundred seven 757 We're always by the phone and always glad to hear from you. We're talking today about this Christmas time, how we can see Jesus, and we're informed a little bit. We're inspired by... A Burt Carol, this is a Christmas carol written by a young man named Alfred Burt. He passed away in 1954 at the age of 33. He was young when he wrote it, together with the church organist, where he grew up at the Episcopal Church in Pontiac, Michigan. Her name was Wyla Houston. Mm -hmm. Some children see him, and in the famous lyrics, it describes how children see Jesus, and they often see in him something of themselves. But all of the children that see Jesus understand that he's a holy child, and that they are called to give their hearts back to him. Mm. Well, as we think about that and the scriptures we've just read, think about what it means uh, for the shepherds to go see Jesus. Jay, do you have any idea why the shepherds might be an audience that God would disclose Christmas to? I mean, these are guys who were kind of the bottom of the heap
1: of the economic totem pole. and maybe on the margins of society. And when we think about Jesus being born in a manger away from the community, uh, the lowly one, maybe born to a poor family, it makes sense to me that now that I read more and more and understand God's heart, it is He revealed Himself to those who might be wanting to go see the hope that He was bringing. So He revealed Himself to the lowly, the shepherds, the workers, the ones who were outside the mainstream. They were the
0: vulnerable. Right. Uh, they had no pretense. They couldn't pretend they were more than they were because they were clearly marked in their community. Right. They had jobs that were considered to be menial and uh, kind of bottom of the totem pole. They, they were people, you might say, who more easily could be pure Yes. That's not to say shepherds were pure just because of their vocation, but without all the trappings of pride and pretense that come with life, especially when we have wealth or position or influence, it's easier to just be authentic. Right, And I think the shepherds were authentic in a right. way. And this group of shepherds that received the famous news from the angels of heaven that the whole of the world was going to be changed by the birth of the Messiah, I'm wondering if if part of that choice because that was a choice of heaven to disclose to them and that opened their eyes to what was happening right around them so they could actually literally see Jesus was in part because of their purity right which brings us back to the verse that Jesus said blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God Mm. purity is a a hard word Jay it is for me what do you think yeah it's hard for me but I because I think I'm not so pure right Right. I've got some stuff going in my head mm-hmm. that nobody's going to define as pure. <laughs> I've done right. some stuff that nobody's right. going to look at and say, "Well, oh, right. that was pure." Mm-hmm. Uh, but the word "pure" it has a certain just kind of root about being honest, right? About being authentic, about being true and clear. Mm-hmm. Think about Jesus finding Nathanael under a fig tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. What he's actually saying is, here's a guy without any pretense. There's no falsity about him. He's pure. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I think Jesus is saying, first up, you've got to be honest. Right. You can't be pretentious. Right. This, this can't be a show. You can't just be doing this because your grandma needs to see you, or, or you want to impress somebody, or you're looking for something beyond just what it
1: is. You're looking for God. Right. And and I think for me personally, there, there have been times in my life when I want to see God, and maybe my heart is in a place that I don't really believe that I have need of Him, and so there's not a, a pure need to see, there's not a pure desire to see. It's I want to get as close as I can without really admitting that I need or want to see Him. And and I think when I hear the pure in heart, it it, it is those who are honest enough with themselves and others to know their need of of God, their need of Christ. And so when there's a true need, I've found it to be true that Jesus often reveals himself. When we come to that true point in our life, when we say, yes, I have need of thee, he reveals himself and we see him. So When we uh, become dependent. Yes. And and we
0: are without any other means to go forward. Exactly. Exactly. There is a purity about that. That's right. And it also reduces us, I think, to a place not just of pure intent or openness, but also then we align our hopes and our ambitions with the purity of heaven. Yes. Uh, once you get to that place where you realize I'm just not in command, I'm not really uh, the king of the universe, uh, others in this world are not dependent on me in the way that I'm not the center of everything, when I get down to that and realize how small I am, yes. how needy I am, yeah. then I can align my hopes and fears, my ambitions, with the purity of heaven's will. Exactly. So that heaven's purposes for me move to the front and center instead of my own hopes, my own ambitions that may be divorced from what heaven created me to mm. be. All of this is about attitude right. and a, a sense of self and a humility that brings us to purity where you can see Jesus. How do I see Jesus maybe I have to myself reduce myself, mm-hmm. become like a shepherd, become like a child. And the Berts in this carol, Some Children See Him, as Wila Houston and Alfred Burt package together this beautiful melody, but this important truth, I think they also capture that when the pure in heart are humbled before God and they see Jesus, like little children, all of your pretension about superiority— all the temptations we have to say, well, my culture is better than theirs. (laughs) My color is better than theirs. My world is better than theirs. All that falls away because when we see Jesus, we see that Jesus appeals to everyone. Jesus is the master of all. He is the creator of all. We're all made in his image. And that's why these verses are so powerful. Alfred Burt and Well, Houston wrote these words during the Korean War. And at that time, there was tremendous Mm. kind of prejudice about East and West and about the superiority of certain civilizations over others and and, uh, the way in which some people thought others to be strange. And I think the Holy Spirit anointed them Mm. to remind us that, boy, at Christmas, it's a great time to just stop and realize Jesus, he's the one that we should stare at. Some children see him lily-white, and others with almond eyes, and some as dark as they. I mean, all of these words, but all of them, the children in each different place will see the baby Jesus' face like theirs, but bright with heavenly grace and filled with holy light. And then this just reaches right out, because Alfred Burt and Willa Houston in the church, son of Pastor Bates Burt, Alfred is, craft this line. Oh, lay aside each earthly thing, and with thy heart as offering, come worship now the infant king. Mm. Tis love that's born tonight. It's not enough to just hear the song. It's not just enough to celebrate Christmas. There's a choice to be made here. There's a decision all of us can make this Christmas. Do we want to see Jesus? How about you? Can you humble yourself and separate yourself from all the pretense and pride and and things that we clothe ourselves with and just reduce yourself to the most elemental being, small like a little child. And can you see Jesus? And when you see that Jesus, can you see yourself there knowing that others who may not look like you see themselves there also in the face of Jesus? And the reason that's possible is because Jesus is about our souls but the very basis of our being. Hmm. Make yourself an offering, humbly, purely. And like the shepherds, you'll see Jesus, and this Christmas you'll walk away glorifying God. We're not sure where you are as Christmas is marching towards us today. We don't know what your life is like, but we know all of us have some work to do when it comes to being humble and pure day by day. But the Holy Spirit of God is calling you right now to see Jesus. And you can do that when you make a decision to be authentic and true and honest, to allow purity to flood into you. And that can open your eyes to the supernatural to the wonder, to the power and the love and grace of Jesus. Be like a child and see him this Christmas. How do you get there? Start with praying. Pray with us right now. Our Father, we're so thankful for the Christmas time. We're so thankful for Jesus coming into this world. We're thankful for the way in which the Scripture gives us insight how we can find him still. And we're thankful for the Burt carols and for this great song, Some Children See Him that helps us see that Jesus is for everyone. I pray, Lord, that everyone that is praying with us now will be able to find themselves humble and true, authentic, honest, pure this Christmas. And in so being, by the call of your Holy Spirit, as we choose, Lord, to search for him purely, I pray that we will find him this Christmas and that before the holiday season is done, we will see him at work in our lives, in our hearts, in our world, and may we then become his instruments. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you'd like to know more about how you can see Jesus, give us a call. Dial this number 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. You can also check us out online. Jay, what's our web address?
1: That would be www.cbhviewpoint.org.
0: CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope, viewpoint.org. Send us an email. Check out the ministry online. We will reply. Or at the last, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you check us out online, send me a letter by post or give us a call. Let us hear from you this week. And at the last, this Christmas, if you really want to celebrate, another way you can do it is to make a gift. And we just want you to know that we here at CBH Viewpoint are partners with a great initiative called the Chog Traffic Light, which works all the year through to protect and to rescue and to restore women and children who have been trafficked for sex. It's a dreadful scourge, but the Chog Traffic Light this year is working across the world in the United States and abroad to help fight human trafficking. You can make a gift for Jesus' sake, in Jesus' name, at our web address, cbhviewpoint.org. Thanks all for being with us. Thank you, Jay, for coming alongside. My pleasure. What a great story. And we are so hopeful that you'll join us again next week when we're going to introduce you to another Burt Family Carol, a part of this great tradition that now blesses the whole world. And until then, for all of us on the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Merry Christmas.